Take the guesswork out of your cannabis shopping with the ECS DNA kit by Endocana Health. If you take pride in your canna nerdiness or are just canna curious, this kit empowers you to find more about the best cannabis choices. Right now, you can save 25% off your DNA test at endodna.com using promo code POD25. Your purchase includes the Endo DNA Collection Kit, Endo Decoded Report, personalized cannabinoid and terpene suggestions, and Endo Align products matching in your state. There will also be suggested dosage guidelines and optimum methods for inhalation or usage. Once you know your personal ECS data, you can shop Endo supplements tailored specifically for you. And right now, Endo DNA is celebrating their new patent with a buy one, get one offer on their Afika soft gel lineup. And since I know that many of you struggle with sleep, I want to highlight Afika Unwind, created to support health sleep cycles using patented proprietary formulations of hemp-derived CBD, terpenes, and essential oils. If sleep is eluding you, sweet dreams are in your future. Buy one for yourself and get one for a friend at endodna.com. And don't forget promo code POD25 at the checkout for 25% off your DNA test kit. This is The Cannabom Show, a podcast chronicling the inspiring stories of real women in the emerging cannabis industry. Your host, Joyce Gerber, mom, lawyer, political activist, has been speaking with women from coast to coast who are leaders in the revolution of cannabis and caregiving. Now, in season two, The Cannamom Show continues on its mission to empower women-centric cannabis businesses by sharing their stories with you. Go make yourself a cup of tea or roll yourself a joint, sit back, and learn something new about this magical plant on The Cannamom Show with Joyce Gerber. Show two, season two. It's a good sign, right? Yes. And today, um, I know you can't see her because this is a podcast, but we have my new social media coordinator, Janice, is joining us to watch the amazing process of making a podcast. So welcome. Hello. She's doing a good job. So Dave, hi, welcome. How are you doing? Not too bad. Great. How are you having? Oh, did you say Dave or Danny? I said, Danny, we're coming to you. You're our secret guest, so just, just be quiet oh, for sorry. four more minutes. Okay, you're good. Okay. <laughs> hey, Danny, you're going to get much bigger fanfare than that. Come on. Yes. I know. Well, Dave and Danny sound so much alike. A little sorry. bit. A little bit, yeah. So that's pe- people, sometimes people call me Dan. People that can't remember my name call me Dan. I don't know why that's a, anyway. I, 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 my husband does. I'm like, it's Dave. <laughs> D- Dave. Yeah, I don't know why. It's like, it's like it's a mental block for some people. Uh, you know, things are fine for 2020, I guess. Uh, the Patriots, yeah. the Patriots are one and oh, so that's good. I'll probably look back on this podcast when they're one and seven and be sad. But anyway, um, live in the moment, Dave. Live, live in the moment. All right. All right. That's good to hear. All right. So, um, uh, we missed, uh, we missed a week, but Janice and I have been attending the New England Cannabis Conference this week virtually. So we've been posting a few things, so you'll see that, um, but today we have a guest all the way from Maine. So let's talk about today's guest, all right? Today. Today's guest built her business, Old Man Goodies and Old Man Farms, with her daughter on her back 
literally. Her CBD subscription boxes have been named one of the best new CBD products in the emerging market. However, her story is really about healing. Born with an autoimmune disorder that required narcotics to control the pain, she did not consider medicinal cannabis until her own daughter was born with the same condition. And although today's guest never had any intention of starting a cannabis company, she did enjoy being a lady who made sweets to help and heal. In 2016, she won Best Cannabis Company of the Year at NECAN in Boston, back in the day when people went to NECAN well, in Boston. I didn't win it, just nominated. Oh, yeah. oh just yeah, yeah. Nominated. She was nominated. Just so nominated. she's part of it. Oh, she's very nominated. Okay. But she yeah. Did great. And she hasn't stopped going forward since. Um, and although she encountered many obstacles on the road to healing herself and her daughter, she is here today to share her strong and proud mama story of giving and being given so many gifts along the way of finding a way to heal with cannabis. She's on a mission to help. So today I am happy to introduce you to Danny McQueen, the force behind Old Man Goodies in Maine, who's going to share her story of grit and persistence and purpose. Welcome, Danny. Thank you for having me. And we had some technical issues getting to this point, but here we are. Look at us. <laughs> All right. Or listen to us, I guess. So um <laughs> I know. All right. So let's let's just start with your personal story. You described yourself as a um nurse ratchet and you went to a healer. So um yeah. how much do you want to share of that until we <laughs> I mean, first we started, you know, in New Hampshire. Um, I I loved being in the healthcare system. Um, I knew at a very young age that's kind of what I wanted to do. I honestly thought maybe one day I'd be a doctor. Um, but I found myself working, you know, in the hospital, in the MRI department. Um, and I, I kind of tried to find my niche of where I could, I don't know, save the world. I always had this is the ambition to just help people. And I'm with you. I found I found myself in a Suboxone clinic managing um, a Suboxone clinic. And I at first went into it with an open mind thinking that I was gonna help people. You know, I was just so empowered. But you know, years in um, I became kind of angry because here we were uh, you know feeding the, feeding this drug when in the background, the doctors were saying, hey, you know, if you smoke weed, it can help with the symptoms too. But so you here are, we so are you're, not. So you're, so you're hearing that. When, what, what year was that? Oh, when you in the clinics? Um, I want to say it's probably about 2014. Okay. And nobody, it was weird to me because I was thinking to myself, okay, this is odd. But, you know, my first the first time a patient, um, I did a urine test and it came back um, positive for THC. I went in and I said, hey, you know, he got, you know, he's positive. What do I do? And he looked up at me from, the doctor looked right up at me and said, nothing, you know? I mean, if it comes back something else, Danny, I want to know, but let's be honest. We're just waiting for that drug. All right. Yeah. So you're, work, you're working in this clinic and you are giving out um, a, a narcotic or what is that actually? The drug you were giving out? Well, um, the drug is called Suboxone, and it's supposed to help um, the addicts come off of the okay. narcotics or, you know, the drugs and kind of create, you know, battle those cravings. And, okay. and, you know, and, 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 and you had, but so what did you think cannabis at that time? What did you think cannabis would, you think it would impact well, the this, person? 
this is what I mean at this stage in 2014 I myself was already smoking cannabis okay. too I had come off of narcotics and I was already smoking cannabis so here I am listening to the physicians you know say no big deal you know kind of almost recommending it in a way but not being it was kind of like this is so corrupt like how is this okay I, I just felt I just was very confused um, at it that is, stage it, of even it, it, in it, my it, medical career. It is confusing, right? Because you're being, it's like, a, what is it, gaslighting? You know, you're, you're literally experiencing it, like literally in your own body. You're feeling what this product can do in terms of your health and wellness and whatever you're using it to adjust for. And you're a medical professional, unlike me, who really doesn't understand this. And you're in the narcotics um, uh, health sort of world in your seeing something and they're telling you something that must be so freakishly confusing and yeah it, it was yeah. <laughs> really weird to me and it was um at the point of my career where i had stepped away from the hospital itself setting and now i'm in a private practice doing something kind of out of my realm and it was physicians that were kind of out of my realm they weren't like the other doctors i had worked for they're recommending cannabis i mean so i just was always thinking to myself this this can't be right. There has to be something wrong. There's something broken in the system. I just kept. Well, yeah, there there is something broken in the system. Yeah. So, you know? so yeah, do you want to so do you want to like so you were using it for yourself and you had a do you want to talk about how your autoimmune impacts your your own body and how what happened when your daughter was born? How that maybe had a shift in, uh, I don't know, maybe how it, how it moved you forward, I guess, or changed you. Yeah. So after that, like I kind of was awakened to like this is corrupt. I I don't want to be in the healthcare system and. Right at that time, I had become pregnant shortly after, and um, I was told, you know, throughout my whole pregnancy that they thought, you know, we, there was complications. Something was not right with the baby, and I proceeded with the pregnancy. Um, I delivered her early, and very soon, um, she started to show signs of um, the same autoimmune disease I have, which is called ankylosmondylitis. It's um, an autoimmune disorder that just attacks mainly the spine and other joints in the body, just kind of everything that's good in your body. It kind of looks at it as it's bad, fights against itself. So really early on, she started to show signs like she would be stiff as a board when you went in to like go pick her up. And it was, it was um, very soon that we were like, something's wrong. I took her into the doctors at this point. Again, I had lost really all faith in the healthcare system. I just was like, I don't, I didn't want to be a part of it anymore. So now bringing my infant child into it was very um, anxiety filling. And the doctors right away tested her and came back and said, you know, she has the same disease you have and let's start treating her with narcotics. And so that was, that was I, our first, that's the first line of defense. How old was your daughter at the time? Uh, she was nine months. She was nine months. So I, I, it was like right at that moment, so like, you know, when people say like everything flashed before my eyes, I swear to goodness, like everything flashed before my eyes. Like it was like everything I had gone through being on narcotics as a um, adolescent, coming off narcotics as an adult, detoxing, um, working in the Suboxone clinic and seeing that, that process of how that works. Now, all of a sudden, they want me to open the door and put my daughter in that. I was mortified. I just it was unacceptable to me. And I started to ask right away about cannabis. And at that time that it was at the time that people were fighting to get cards in New Hampshire. 
people right. were fighting. So right. we joined that fight and it kind of, that's how our journey started. That's a, it's the mom power. It's the, it's the mama grit. We're not gonna, you know, wow, that's impressive. So, I mean, so again, this is a pediatric issue. I mean, a very pediatric, pediatric, a young child. So I know that you're working with a special doctor and how did you make that connection with Dr. Sulak? And how did that, you know, how did that relationship with a physician who was willing to be open to this idea change your daughter's life really well your life too but well i i remember going to a um a doctor in new hampshire that i was you know we had grown to be friends you know we worked together over the years and i i was crying and i said you guys are the people that we've always been told like are supposed to save us like the people in the white coats trust them you have all the answers but here i am and i'm not okay with the answers i'm being given by by you guys like I need a better answer. And he kind of looked at me, kind of looked like he wanted to cry. And he said, you know what, Danny, I'm going to help you. And he came back to me with some information about this doctor in Maine um, and that they, you know, he could help, they could help my baby. So I called right away that next day. I got an appointment and on, I don't remember, honestly, it was so fast. I don't remember if it was before the appointment or like right, right after, but I packed my whole family up. I took my stepkids out of school. I, I moved in the middle of everything and I just came. I just came to Maine because I didn't care. I just knew that this doctor was going to help my child. And thankfully, he gave her a med card. She started instantly after being on cannabis, doing stuff she had never done before. I remember her running on the couch and like doing a ninja flip over it and being like, keep going in my head, like, do it, climb on the curtain, jump off the ceiling. Because <laughs> I just felt like, you know, she had been trapped in this body. So just and, can we kind of backtrack a little bit just to, I mean, yeah. um, so do you want to talk about Dr. Sulak and how, as is he a pediatrician or I don't know what his, I don't know what his specialty, but how did he work with you and how did he assure you that this was, I mean, you were coming into it sort of a little open-minded, but how did you assure you and how did you sort of, you know, for other parents who may be in similar situations, how do you assess this and how do you work with this? And how is it that you, I mean, I often say this, but I talk to so many women who have been brave enough to sort of go against conventional medicine and try this on their children who are sick because they didn't have a lot of other options. I don't know what I would have done. I was not faced with that, but how do you, um, how would you help parents or what would you say to parents? Because you went through this journey and what were the steps, I guess, that you went through? It's really um, funny to think of it that way, because in the very beginning, um, her father was really for it. Like, you know, let's try this. This isn't, we're not going down the other the other road. And here I am, I'm using cannabis. I know it works because I've seen it. And um, I was kind of mortified still. So that first appointment I had, um, I just remember just crying and saying like, telling him more that like everything I, I had ever learned or like gone to school for, I just felt like wasn't a lie, I guess, but just something I didn't know the healthcare system was broken until all of a sudden it was broken in front of me. I, I know that sounds mm -hmm. stupid, but no, it's not. It's if why would you know? Why would you know? Unless you had, you know, exactly. If it's working while you're I, working, why would you know? <laughs> you know, I, so I just felt like, um, almost like deceived in a way. So I was really standoffish with any, any physician because a physician failed me when I was a, um, you know, 16, 17 years old, putting me on fentanyl. So that to me, like I just had, I, I was really standoffish when I met um, the doctors at Integrated Health. And, you know, 
he just looked at me and he said to me, like, I, he knew we packed everything up. We had no family, no friends, no nothing. And he looked at me and he said, you're not in this alone. And mm. right then it was kind of like, all right, like, okay. And he yeah. honestly took my hand and he like gave you like a, almost like a dummy book, like how to do everything, how to grow, how to, how to do everything. And then right from that moment, I started to just learn. And I, every, I just, I, the fear of in trusting, I guess, trusting somebody else at that time when there wasn't like caregivers and dispensaries like there is now. Um, so so Danny, that's, of, a, that's for context. What year is this that you're talking? Um, it's still 2015. She got her so card in 2015. So a little before was like, on, yeah, here in Massachusetts with legalized. Okay. Yeah. She's barely, I don't even know if she was one yet. She got it probably at 10 months old, I think, when she got her first card. So it was, the whole situation was so terrifying, but, um, you know, the options then were kind of like grow it yourself or find a caregiver. At that time, there wasn't really many dispensaries. I think the one that was near us was like an hour and 40 minutes. So we started to learn how to do it and make her medicine and like go drop it off so, at the lab. And so that's, a, so that's, a, so that's, so that's, a, that's your transition. That's how you went from, um, you know, you're yeah, passionate, I, passionate mom trying to take care. And I know you, you know, you want to help other mothers. I, it's the whole mission of the show, crushing the stigma. And we need to hear stories like yours. Um, so we understand what it really is. So how did you go? What was your, um, I know you wanted to, you started it, to grow because you need your own medicine. Yeah, but what was your first was, product and how did you get into this business? Um, well, we started to, um, you know, just kind of go and test our products. And one day the lady at the lab said to me, like, are you a company? And I was like, no, are you asking me that? Because I've dropped, you know, I kept dropping off so many samples to be tested. And I laughed. I said, I'm just a mom trying to figure this out. I have no idea what I'm doing. And this woman at the lab took me under her wing, kind of. And I laughed, like, looking back at how many emails and telephone calls we had. Because it's them that taught me my first products, really. Like, the lab, the doctors at Integrated Health. Because they started to teach me. Um, do you know that saying, like, if you eat a mango before you smoke cannabis, it enhances the high? Yeah, I heard for the mercy well, or the, one of the terpenes, right? I heard that, yeah. Right. So there's other products um, and spices and things like that can that can do the same thing. So I started to learn, like, if Wait, I gave Harley. Is the, sorry, is the mango thing true? I've never heard that before. Well, um, it, it is one of the things they say, certain fruits, certain yep. um Spices and chocolates um, contain something that enhance the endocannabinoid system. So it's kind of like a lock and key, and it you know helps enhance that cannabis get to your body. So that's right. I mean, I, yeah, that, 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 so uh, can you just sort of backtrack a little bit more? So um, sure. I, again, I I always say I cannot grow anything. I'm trying to grow little cannabis plants. It's harder than you think, people. And uh, <laughs> so just sort of what were you literally doing? So you're growing a plant. Like where were your plants being grown, and what were you actually taking to the labs to be tested and what were you making like uh liquid well, like and how we are you just, doing it yeah we at first we were just growing the cannabis and like i said before dr sulek had given us these guides of like how to make your own tinctures for your children so that's what we were doing the whole process like step one you know obviously grow your cannabis then we were using um ethanol to extract it and um ovens to purge it to make sure everything was out but 
at that time, like the, each lab test, I mean, gets extensive. And I think the lab yeah. noticed one day, like, what is this lady doing? You know, because I kept messing up and I kept like calling and thinking, oh my God, I'm going to drug my kid. There still wasn't options where I could like go to a pharmacy and just pick this stuff up. So you were just kind of in this limbo. And honestly, that's when I just started to live, breathe and eat it and learn about, like I was saying, that chocolate, you know, can enhance the cannabis effect. And that's how our product developed because that's the route we went. We knew like what the doctors were telling us to give Harley to enhance her um, effect. So when he told me like cannabis, the teas and herbs, I started making those for my daughter, never for anyone else. And then a couple of moms asked me for and, it. And, and this can I, can I, it's like, what were you, what were your goals? Like, so we talk about, you know, it's hard to dose. It's a little tricky dosing. So what do you, do you know exactly what you were looking for? Um, the percentages and the chirp, did, did you have it to that yeah, level of we specificity? Knew about the yeah. Oh my gosh. They prepare you coming out of that office as much as they can. I cannot say enough about integrated health. Um, that team, like, they prepare you very well of what they think your child should have. You know, if it doesn't start, you know, to work an amount of time, move it up to this dose. So it, they really make it as medical as they can there. So, so that's yeah, treating it like a medicine. Okay, good. Easy. Yeah, that part to me was really easy. It was the fact in 2015 finding it. So I had no other option but to start growing it and doing it myself because. I couldn't go anywhere to go get it. Now, thankfully, oh my gosh, they're everywhere. It's so nice to see. They're just everywhere. To go, you, can just, you can just go pick it up what you need. So so in the beginning, yeah. you were figuring this out and you figured out, um, did you say you had a hot chocolate that you started with and yep. then she would take started, that? She wouldn't um, like take the tincture. She'd spit it out so she wasn't getting full doses. And right at this time, she had started to have seizures. And you know, they said, we have to figure out a way to get this into her. And she was allergic to dyes and everything under the sun. And I, I remember him saying that thing about the chocolate and stuff. So I started making chocolate. She wouldn't eat the chocolate, but she loved hot chocolate. And her being allergic to everything, I couldn't like go to the store and just get a packet and throw it in there. I had to make it from scratch. So all of our products are we try to keep under 10 ingredients, honestly, mainly because if my daughter can't eat it, it's not coming out of my kitchen. Um, and the hot chocolate was a hit. One mom asked me about it one day. She had heard from another mom. And next thing you know, 20 moms were 30 moms, 30 moms were 100 moms. And five years later, I mean, we just took two awards at NECAN today, this morning were the awards. And I'm, I'm so yeah, I'm amazed. You're missing the I celebration for the interview. <laughs> no, honestly, Joyce, I could cry when those awards came over that. Oh, congratulations. of the year. Thank you. We won for our hot chocolate, and then I took uh, main activist of the year for myself. So oh, go, go, girl. I'm excited for you. Thank oh, that's you. awesome. All right. So let's. So you went from hot chocolate to let's talk about the thing that's really um, getting you some notoriety, the CBD kits and uh, what they contain. And she did send me one and my daughter made it and I still have the cute little um, gummy bear thing form. So um, you want uh, just talk about how you came to the idea, who believed in you and how did you come up with this and look where you are now? The CBD boxes came to be because a lot of our, you know, a lot of our patients just email us constantly. Like they want to know how to do it themselves. A lot of people grow themselves here and things like that. And I just kept thinking to myself, there has to be a better way. So I thought, what if like we sent them everything they needed in a box 
like the CBD, everything, and all they have to do is make it. And now they have their own edibles. And it really became like a push. Like it was just an idea before, but then COVID happened and a lot of our elderly patients couldn't get out. They couldn't get out. A lot of our patients, the moms were mortified of even thinking about going out. So we thought to ourselves, let's just send it. Let's do this. So most of our subscription boxes were um, like make your own edible kits. We did feature a couple months where it was like, you know, little bowls and little cute, you know, paraphernalia things, but they were mainly make your own edible kits. And it was pretty much because of COVID happened. And our elderly patients were like calling saying, how do we, how do we get our medicine? What do we do? And I was like, oh, no. And it came up pretty fast, and I never expected it to be as big as it was. Overnight, it just blew up. I I was shocked and blessed, but um, it never was like a huge, it never was like our main focus by any means. It really just developed because of COVID. Can you just, because just, this is a podcast, so just describe what the boxes really, what they look like, and they come with everything. I mean, literally everything you need. So just kind of go through all the steps sure, and the things yeah, that are in there. So- each of them are different. So one month we did our um, make your own s'mores kit. So they came with um, CBD graham crackers and marshmallows. And then you made your own chocolate. So it came with chocolate in step one packet and step two, it had the CBD and step three, um, it had, you know, like the coating you put on after. Um, and then after you, obviously you make a s'mores. Some months we did gummy bears where, you know, step one was the actual, um, gummy flavor and then step two cbd step three was a candy coating and it just gives our patients that um freedom almost i know it feels really good when i am able to make my own medication make my own daughter's medication so i know that for our patients that freedom of being able to do it themselves it really has been helpful for a lot of them especially during the anxiety boost with covid it was really hard for so many of our patients so um I love make your own edible kits. I hope one day I can do like make your own edible kits in THC form in Maine. That would be cool. yes. I'm 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 rooting for you that, for that. So again, you know, we talk a lot about how this is the beginning of real personalization of medicine. You know, you're you're on the frontier of this. That um, uh, our bodies. I don't know CBD cannabis. This is a this is different than pharmaceuticals and we are not used to thinking about it this way. So this is a long process and you're in the forefront helping moms and elderly people. And I love that you keep calling it medicine, medicine, because this is a health and wellness industry. Um, I think, you know, it's shifting the idea, but it's, I don't, all of us have endocannabinoid systems. All of us have anxiety. All of us have stress. So your products are helping um, across the board. I just, I love that idea. Danny, can I ask you one question? What, the, the, in all of the packages and subscription deals that you offer, it looks like it says that the contents may vary. So tell us about that. Is, is, is it meant to be kind of a little bit the element of surprise as to what your, your customers slash patients are getting? Well, at first I, my first month I did like more like paraphernalia stuff. Like it had like a cute little bong in there, had rolling papers, things like that. And all of a sudden we had these emails come in like, can we have stuff that's not smoke related? And I'm like, oh no, because that's what my idea was. That's what my original idea was. I was just going to put like one CBD edible in the boxes 
and just throw other things in there. And I was like, I never thought of it. So thankfully, our patients are so great to us. And they came to us very quickly after my first month. And I started to come up with different ideas. And I started to mainly focus on the Make Your Own Edible kits and have it solely surrounded around that. But some months, like we did so good, I did like an appreciation packet for our patients where like there were these beautiful um, rolling trays in them and like we customized each order and things like that. So we honestly just put that on the website so people didn't get mad if one month I did like, you know, the special plates and they were like, where's my edible kit? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good way. Um, all right. So we are actually coming up. We have a couple more things to go through. Um, I just want to, before I take our break. Who is the old man, Danny? You obviously are not an old man. <laughs> no, it's so it's so funny. Um, and I actually just had my logo redone to kind of identify our story. I mean, like I said before, we started in New Hampshire, where Old Man in the Mountain is. Um, and you know, I was that lady fighting for med cards, and you know, I didn't have the opportunity to stay with my family and wait. I had to leave because it was kind of life or death for my child, and. I came to Maine, thankfully, when they opened their arms to us, but I never wanted to leave that identity of who we were behind. So it reflects mainly of um, Old Man in the Mountain, and our new logo is beautiful with um, the Old Man in the Mountain, but it's outlined with the Maine state. So I think it brought it both together, like our whole journey almost combined in one logo. That's um, but that's where it came from. It's the Old Man in the Mountain. Well, we are New Englanders, so I'm trying to focus. I was listening to a, um, at NECAN, one of the discussions was about the next big region to blow up in, you know, New England. We're next, New England, you know, Midwest, and then maybe the Deep South. So um, we're, <laughs> we're leaders here. No. We're hoping. Okay, so Danny, we're going to be right back with our friend Danny McQueen of Old Man Goodies. Um, we're going to have a special interlude today. You know, I always say that my son, Josh, he wrote and performed the um, Cannamom theme music. So he has a new band called Flame Jane. And they put out a song a couple of weeks ago called Lullaby, which I have heard all COVID being created. And now it's out there in the public. And I want you to hear it, too. So right after this break, we'll be back with Danny and um, my favorite thing. And that's going to be a show, people. So we'll be right back. Thanks.
All right. We are back with my friend Dana McQueen. We're going to be talking up some exciting neat can um, breaking news. This is like a breaking news show. It's exciting. But before we do that, um, I'm going to I'm going to continue with the Amy um, favorite thing because, you know, I do like stuff, too. So during the um, pandemic, I did start smoking joints. I always said I didn't, but my son was home. People were teaching me. There's been a lot of stress, but I don't like the whole roach clip thing idea. So Elevate Jane makes these most beautiful. They're like 1920s glass. Um, almost they look like cigarette holders, but they're joint holders. They're about two inches oh, long. Gorgeous. They are. I say I love her. I love everything on that site. Uh, they come in all different colors. I happen to get a pink one, which is hard to see, which you can't see at all because it's a podcast. But uh, <laughs> um, it's light pink. It comes in purple and green and blue. They have a small joint holder and a large joint holder for those of you who like larger joints. And I just find it so pretty and um, a little bit elegant. And I don't need a roach clip, which just isn't my style. And, you know, I've been doing this for a year. God knows what I'll be doing next year. Probably I'll be dabbing, I assume. I have no idea. But <laughs> here we like, are, people. They look like tiny test tubes that have been, um, you know, sort of sculpted a little bit. Uh, so are they glass or plastic? They are glass and they came beautifully wrapped in like a nice little note. So they um, they they do nice packaging, too, and environmentally. And are they affordable? Because I know I'm going to I'm going to break those. I'm going to break uh, one. of. Oh, yeah. No, this. <laughs> If you break things, this I is very delicate. I dropped delic mine. Yeah, oh, yeah, I dropped mine yeah. a couple times. Yeah. yeah, and it hasn't broke. Oh, oh it hasn't. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, that's yeah, good. So, I, I've dropped it a couple. So I will say, my um, my mother-in-law was a smoker, and she loved little purses. And she passed away in January. And when we were cleaning out her house, um, she had like dozens of different colored cigarette cases. You know those leather ones. <laughs> so that's I took some. My sister-in-law was sort of confused because I don't smoke cigarettes and I'm like they are the perfect size for joints and all these little like things that I have now for them so <laughs> the comeback awesome. of the cigarette pouch all right so that's my favorite thing elevate Jane if you're listening I love everything you have send me some things I'd love to talk more about you okay <laughs> all right Danny so today was this week was NECAN the New England Cannabis Conference, which is the oldest cannabis conference in New England. And uh, you had some products entered there. And I know right before the show, you had some awesome news. So we talked a little bit about it, but let's talk a little bit more. Um, what was it that you entered? Uh, who told you and who do you think supported you? Well, so we were um, nominated for six this year. Um, and that in itself was like flooring to me. So I I really was honored. And then in what today, categories, we, Danny, what categories? Um, we were nominated for Best Cannabis Company of the Year. Um, I was up for the Main Activist, Young Entrepreneur of the Year. Um, our company was up for Corporate Responsibility, um, the Innovation Award for Best um, Cannabis Innovation, and I'm missing one, but there's one more. I can't think of it, but I was honored all through. Yes. I couldn't, I literally couldn't believe it because I really... People, people ask me like, oh, you know, how did you get here? And it's like, I still have no idea. I, <laughs> it was so fast. Everything was so fast. And I think of all the moms that I've helped along the way. Um, and it was them that nominated me. I, I would have never taken Maine Activist of the Year without any of them. I, I just, I feel like I wish I could share the award with so many people. Well, that's a nice sentiment. You know, be, you know, the, the, again, the moms are holding together. 
We are going to change the world because we are caregivers. This is a feminine plant. You're doing your bit. You're helping moms. Like what kind of advice are you giving moms when they come to you? Are they, and what kind of things are they looking for now? I don't know. Everything's changed in six months or similar things. Just well, more. I, I hear daily. I mean, and I get it emails daily. Like they, I want to be like you. I, you have it all together and I will never be too humble to quickly say and openly say to these people, Hey, listen, I cried in the bathroom earlier. Don't ever, don't ever feel like it is not okay to lose it. And if that's every day, that's every day. I mean, this is a, this world that we're in isn't like the world of like your kid has a flu and you call the doctor, they don't, they just call in a prescription. This is, this is a new thing to a lot of us. And it's kind of, you have to, I'm glad I'm, you know, people tell me I'm a pioneer of it all. I, I, I think it's funny when they say that to me, but then again, it's like if somebody, nobody was doing it. So I felt like I had to do it. I didn't have an option. There was no choice for me. So I always say to these moms, like every day, you know, you're fighting for your kid. So if that fight becomes bigger than you, like mine did roll with it. And I mean, I always will support these women and they've always supported me. Like in this town I live in, they weren't going to, they try to tell me my kid wasn't going to be able to bring her cannabis in. And I, I told that superintendent, I listen, sir, I don't mean to make you cry today, but yeah. I am that mother. I am that mother that will have 500, 500 women out on your front lawn in one hour because I can do that. And you know what? The law, he, he let it slide. My kid's allowed to have cannabis in the school district, but it's like, if it wasn't for people that are so hot headed and stubborn like me, the world's not going to change. So right. We're standing up to power. Grateful. No, I, I so were you yeah. a cha champion in corrupt responsibility? Was that your last? No. Oh my gosh. I was just nominated. Thankfully, oh, I yes. did not take that one. Yeah, I didn't take that one. Just took two of them. The innovation okay. award for our hot chocolate and then the activist award for best activist in well, me. I, I so. can hear the activist and I'm an activist too. And I, I do say righteous indignation is my favorite emotion. Yeah. <laughs> and, and as an attorney yes. and Dave knows this too, you know, we're trained fighters. And um, if we can use our voice to make things better, that's what we're going to do as moms. All right. So sadly, Danny, this is the end of our interview. There's so much more I could talk to you about. I've been waiting um, to talk to you. I love all your products. I love your story. I love your activism. Uh, what are you doing next? What do you think is coming up? Um, I don't know. What's, um, your, what's your plans for 2021? Because it's going to be better, right? Well, uh, yeah, we are. Um, I think it's like going to be a fresh start almost. Like it's, it's been 2020, 20, we were all trapped and hopefully, you know, this year we'll all be able to um, get back out there and just, it'll be a refreshing of everything. So um, we have an event planned this coming month at the end of the month, Moto Cup Harvest Fest that we're pretty excited for just because we've been stuck inside all year. So I'm pretty so excited. Is, that a, is, for that. is that a real, is that a real event or a virtual event? What is that? Um, no, it's going to be a real event. They um, assured, you know, we're doing the whole social distancing wall, you know, have our masks on and stuff. But it's at a moto track up in Minute, Maine. We'll be there from the 25th, 26th, and 27th. It's like a big, um, they call it Harvest Festival. It's just art vendors, other cannabis vendors. So we're looking forward to it. And that's October, you said? or um, This month. We're going oh, September. to okay. Yep, 26th, 27th, yes. Yeah, am I right? Yeah, 25th to the 27th, I believe, up okay. in Minute, Maine. Well, that'd be great. All right. Um, 
So Danny, so thank you for my guest today. How do people get in touch with you? How do they find your products? What's the best way to reach you? Sure. Um, we have our website. It's www.oldmanfarms.com and our email the same. So uh, we do also, of course, have Facebook and social media under the same names, Old Man Farms and Old Man Goodies. So that's always a great way. And of course, um, people, people's like, that's how most people contact you now, I realize. <laughs> Yeah, it's through social media almost. So it's a big learning curve for me, but we're doing it. All right. So thank you, Danny, for joining us today. I really enjoyed having you as my guest and talking all about Maine and cannabis and your products. Of course, for my Cannabro. Thank Canna you Bro. for having us. You're very welcome, my Cannabro, Dave. Yes, thanks for joining us today again. Peace, man. Peace um, to you. Janice, my social media coordinator. It was her first time with us. She's been doing a great job promoting the show. Thank you so much. Josh Lampkin and Bella Jaffe for writing and performing the Cannamon theme music. Check out their band, Blame Jane. And I want to thank you for taking the time to listen to the Cannamon show, where we are talking about caring for and giving voice to women in the emerging cannabis industry, one can of story at a time. Please follow us on social media. I'm Joyce Gerber. This is the Cannamon show, and we are a production of Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Cannabis Health Radio is a podcast about stories from people around the world who have used cannabis to deal with serious ailments, many of them life-threatening. My name is Ian Jessup. My co-host, Corey Yelland, is no stranger to the devastating emotional impact faced by so many people receiving a death sentence diagnosis from a doctor. Told she only had months to live with anal canal cancer, Corey researched and immediately began using cannabis oil to eliminate her cancer and has been cancer-free for more than a decade. She told herself that if it worked, she would spend the rest of her life helping others, which she does tirelessly every day. When you listen to our podcast, you'll hear many stories like Corey's, along with others who have used cannabis oil for many more ailments besides cancer, such as chronic pain, PTSD, MS, and many, many more. As one of our guests said, your podcast gave me the confidence to save my own life. We regularly get messages from listeners who have heard our podcast and use cannabis to solve a serious health issue of their own or that of a loved one. We hope you listen to these stories and be as inspired and moved as we are with each and every episode.